This podcast is brought to you by the Turquoise Trail Charter School, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, you guys, it's tricky. Because as much mm-hmm. as like I want the kiddos to come in, I do, I do, I do. It's like, okay, trying to figure all this out. And I'm hoping that it'll just become like second nature in some sense. But it's just, oh. <laughs> The first four weeks, they're going to be like, put your mask on, put your mask on, put your mask on, blow your nose. Wipe down the bathroom. (laughs) From Protect the Pack Productions at the Turquoise Trail Charter School in Santa Fe, New Mexico, my name is Chris Eide, and this is The Hypothesis, a show about what it's like behind closed doors making decisions about whether or not to open up school in the middle of a global pandemic. It's easy to think during these times when we're so isolated from each other, living sometimes two screens away, to feel that isolation and to let it wash over us and take charge over us in some ways. I know that I've felt that and I know a lot of people in our school community have felt it. They've voiced it to me uh, in one-on-one meetings, in group meetings, uh, in late night emails, you know, ponderings. For me, I always seek moments where we can create new things, to take my mind out of that place. What can we do? What ideas can we chase? This last uh, several months has given us an opportunity to kind of think beyond what it is that we typically do. We have to educate kids in new ways and embrace new technologies and new applications to try to help replace some of the things that we would otherwise provide in class. I also thought that maybe we could take this opportunity to reach beyond our traditional school community, you know, uh, boundaries, so to speak. You know, the boundaries of Santa Fe and New Mexico. So in our search beyond those boundaries, I sent out a job description of sorts on LinkedIn Again, not because we were necessarily hiring or looking to hire in the future, but just to see what types of people would be attracted to our school community in some way. The responses that I got were fascinating. I got queries from astrophysicists, people with PhDs saying, I really like my job, but I'm interested in what you guys are up to. I've met people who live in places as far away as Argentina uh, potential, uh, you know, book club hosts who live in Chicago, who are from New York City. So today's episode is targeted toward the young people, the young people who might be out there feeling as though the repetition of day-to-day living online might just be uninspired. I think that you can find inspiration in places where you might not have otherwise looked. And I hope that today's interview uh, represents a little bit of that. I got to meet somebody who lives halfway across the world, and I'm going to introduce him to you today. One other note, just for the sake of continuing our story here, we are heading into our Thanksgiving holiday uh, long weekend, and the cases here in New Mexico continue to go up and up and up. And um, so I'm just hopeful that 
Everybody out there is safe, staying as safe as you possibly can this Thanksgiving holiday. Um, really, our schools truly depend upon your ability to do just that. So stay safe, everybody. And I leave you with this interview, and I'll see you next week. Joining us today from literally halfway around the world, and I want to say um, right off the bat, I found that I had so many things in common with Tadaseka. Like, one, we both thrive off of creativity. And two, he just shows up. When we first met, it was his birthday. He had scheduled a time on his birthday uh, to meet over video chat. And he was in between, like getting ready to go out for his birthday. And it was incredible that he actually took the time to meet with a complete stranger halfway across the world to discuss something that was totally unspecific. But he really shows up. And I think that makes a big difference. Um, in this uh, in in this little interview, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, he has recently graduated from college and is um, and is very active. But I want to uh, I want to talk about what we have in common here in New Mexico and all the way over uh, in India and in Bangalore, where where he spends a lot of his time. So Tara Sekar, welcome. It's so nice to have you. Good to be here. Good to be here. I think you uh, talked me up a lot, but I think, uh, I mean, thank you for all the kind words and compliments. And it's been a pleasure just to meet you and talk to you. And uh, when you just said that, I took my time out to meet you on my birthday. People are going to think that I don't have that much of an interesting life, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, it, uh, so anyway, uh, there are so many common things, that, as you said to me, and uh, it has unified the world, especially in this time of the pandemic, because yeah. all of the people in the world, more or less, we are all experiencing the same things because uh, we are not able to go outside as, as much as we would like to. Uh, our jobs, our everything that we have do has been reduced and been uh, been isolated and been nuclefied in, in, in an extremely strange way. Everything that we do is now point uh, is now super pinpointed. It's uh, too technical, and uh, the human interaction has been reduced. And it sounds really, really horrible when I put it out like that. But that has also given opportunity for people like us to connect and to share ideas and to talk to each other and see what we can come up with. Because I just, for me, when I clicked that button on LinkedIn, for me, it was just another job opportunity. But on the other side, it was this amazing, interesting human being who is on his uh, path to create better lives, not only for himself, but also for everybody who comes in contact with. And uh, I think that's a, a that's an extremely terrific example of uh, what things we can achieve if we just get together and if you just keep an open mind and just keep on uh, looking out for people who lend their hands to help us. Oh, that's, thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate it. And I, I loved how much we had in common, how far apart we are. We're, we're not close in age. We're not close in geography, but we are experiencing a lot of very similar things. As you said, I keep thinking about this moment as a very creative moment. We'll get to that in a, in a few minutes, but I'm curious can, you know, we are here now in New Mexico in a two-week shutdown that our governor has imposed on us to make sure that we can try to get the the virus under control now as we're experiencing, I think, which is the third wave. What Tell us what it's like for you 
where you are right now. Just give us a description of, of life and what it's like. Okay, so I I recently came to my hometown from uh, Bangalore and I had to uh, take a flight, take a two-hour flight from uh, Bangalore to here. And uh, we, uh, me and my friend, we came in uh, full PP kits. We covered from head to toe. And it was, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, it was a little bit different than how we were used to traveling, but more or less the same. But uh, the people's attitude, it was it was extremely strange. You know, they were afraid of coming to talk to you, afraid because we came from a different city. Uh, there was this difference. And uh, you have, I mean, in New Mexico, as you said, there is a two-week lockdown right now. We are in lockdown also because I just travel. So I have to be in mandatory home lockdown. So I'm in my home. I literally am locked in a room and uh, the only way I can communicate through is through the internet. And there are a lot of creative and amazing things that we can do at this point of time. And it's extremely easy to feel uh, depressed and lonely and lost at this point. But this is, this time also gives you an amazing opportunity, not just uh, for you to improve, but for you to help others. Because in the beginning of the lockdown, I think you, you will have also similar experiences like this. From the beginning of the lockdown and now, we are completely different human beings. Like we have undergone a massive temperamental change by reading books and meeting people. And that's just one of the many opportunities that this lockdown has brought us. Yeah. I I love that you look at it optimistically. I know a lot of people find a challenge, you know, to, to continue to do that day in and day out. And I know that you and I both thrive on creative ideas, new ideas. Um, you very much have the soul of an entrepreneur. And I, I'm curious about your journey, you know, as, as still like a young person who's starting out, you know, very promising, um, you know, in the world, in your career, etc. Tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur in general, but then also specifically now during this time. What does that look like for you? Sure, absolutely. I'm I'm extremely glad that you asked me that question because uh, so many people who are graduating right now at this point. Uh, I, I did you catch the online uh, convocation for Harvard graduates of 2020? Did you manage to see that? No, no I haven't. Yeah, so I will. Okay, so anyway, I'll I'll give you what I have taken from it. So there are a bunch of people who are just coming and they'll just give you some inspirational advices, and most of them just keep on telling them you're brave, you're strong, and there's this massive challenge that is in front of you that you have to deal with. And that is not said enough because when I graduated, I graduated just a couple of months ago in July, right? And that was the point of time there were no new jobs and people are being fired from their existing ones and the economy is down. And uh, right now there's an election in the United States. I just got over in India, there were different state elections were going on. Just in 2019, there was another huge dip in automotive industry, and I am an automotive engineer. I'm just I just graduated during our uh, doing automotive engineering. So there are extremely lot of downsides to it, and it hit me hard. Yeah, it it, it hit me very hard because when you get out of college on the last day of college, you are on the top of the world. You are the best thing. In, in that college, you know, you just graduated, you got a degree, but the, the next day after that, you are a potential Starbucks employee. So that's how the reality immediately shifts around you. And uh, nobody really can prepare you for that. 
So that's I kind of realized it in Jan, Feb this year. And I started to think really, really hard. What do I want to do? Because I did a couple of internships. I did a couple of jobs and I didn't find my soul into it. It was extremely, I felt like I didn't get any type of happiness in doing those type of jobs. So that forced me to go on this typical entrepreneurial path that you, so I mean, I don't even call myself an entrepreneur, but anyway, I I, I mean, I think uh, that's just the type of word that uh, young people like to call themselves when they're looking for jobs, when they're in between jobs, whatever. And, and, you know, they, we are those beanies and the beanies have some loops in them. The number of loops are equal to the number of failed startups an entrepreneur has is they're just, old jokes in the block so anyway i thought that you know what it's impossible for me to stick to one job maybe i should do multiple jobs and this is what the creativity thing that you have said comes out like when we graduate from universities especially kids my age and probably people are wondering how old i am i'm 23 years old i just turned 23 last october when we met first Mm -hmm. so People my age, when they are fresh out of college, they are told to, uh, they are said that, hey, here's this company, this is your designation, and this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, which is not true. You, We are people who are made by multiple experiences, multiple things, multiple qualities define us, and there are, there's definitely multiple things that we can do with our life, with our time. And this is why, I mean, the first thing that I did was I started this podcast. Right now, I'm uh, working as a sales uh, in a sales role in a startup it's also part-time right now i'm in contact with another uk-based company uh for uh business management i i advise them on on a couple of things then i got my own thing going on and i'm looking forward for my a bunch of other different projects so coming from being a potential starbucks employee to everything that i do now it was not easy in the slightest and i mean every single day you have to wake up i'm sorry every single day you have to wake up and force yourself to not to take the easy route which is just take another job and do whatever you want to i mean that is not a bad idea but in this lockdown it it has forced me to think the trajectory of life and it has forced me to rethink all the strategies and also the fact that it is extremely difficult to get a job these days and it has just pushed me into this another dimension and meeting people like you who have, who always encourage other people who always encourage entrepreneurial behaviors because you are extremely energetic and you have said that that's terrific and everything like that. And you have no idea. I mean, I, I'm not uh, just saying this to you to, uh, to be in your good books. I'm just saying that every little words of motivation that you've said it it means a lot and i think we young people we just need to find that and just stick to it because opportunities are going to come all the time in your life all we the best we can do is be ready for it when it comes yes yes i love that i love that you just said that you have to be ready for it when it comes you know i think it was louis pasteur that said chance favors the prepared mind and you know and the first part of that is is showing up like you do like you did and that's one thing that really stuck out to me um early on in getting to know you and um i'm so curious i mean you started this you started this podcast which i think you know is 
um, is a really interesting thing to do because um, I know in my own journey doing this particular podcast, I've learned a lot, not just about computer programs and sound and all of those things, but when you tell the story, when you are forced to ask questions, it forces you also to look inside and think about what's interesting to you, what you know, what you truly care about, and um, and then to learn some critical lessons. I know that you have sought to explore some of those lessons that we might learn in our lives through your podcast. So do you mind telling us just a little bit about, about the idea, where it came from, and what it's been like so far to just start something brand new and creative in this time? Thank you very much. Uh, okay, uh, the story of uh, me starting a podcast is not that much of a long one, uh, which is good uh, for the <laughs> listeners at least. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true. Right? Everybody's got a got an attention span of a toddler these days. So, uh, yeah. no, okay. There are so many people in this world and so many people make so many mistakes on a regular basis, right? Every day there are things that we should be doing that we don't do. And every day there are things that we shouldn't be doing that we go ahead and do it anyway. What I wanted to do was I wanted to take all these people who have made mistakes and yet found something to hold on to and succeed and tell their mistakes and the consequences thereof on my podcast, which I can share with all of the people in the world so that people can learn from their mistakes and don't do it. Because if you go and cross the state borders or you cross country borders when there is a war going on, you'll get shot. You'll probably get your legs blown off. So if one person does this, doesn't mean that, oh, I don't know, maybe if I'll go, something different will happen. No, it's not It's not going to be different. The same thing is going to happen to me. If you go in front of a hungry tiger, it's, it's going to eat you. So no matter whenever you do it. So you don't really need to repeat other people's mistakes. And... That is actually the kind of the reason I wanted to start this podcast because there are so many mistakes that I've did when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. And I don't want people who are that young to be derailed and misled into doing other things. And all the while that they can invest the time into building something beautiful. Mm. What about you? I, I, I want to know your story of starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. I... This started, gosh, I think it was in August when we were, I think, on our third iteration of building a school in a, in this virtual environment. You know, this this school has been around for quite some time. It's, you know, sort of famous in this area. And just like every other school, it's an in-person school. You know, it's built on relationships and the community is extremely strong. And, um, and inventing a new school model is a very complex thing to do, especially in a context that's never been um, sort of explored in this way. So we were building a virtual school, trying to figure out how many teachers we could have up here if we were allowed to serve some number of students in person. And all of the decisions were just very complex and everybody wanted to know. I was getting all these questions from parents, community members. How are you deciding it? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And I didn't wanna tell people this is exactly what's happening because I knew very well that the next week it might just change. And probably the best thing that I could do was to just explain 
how we're making decisions to kind of take people behind closed doors to understand the trade-offs that we're looking at, some of the complexities that aren't often understood when um, when considering whether to open or close something in a global pandemic. And so um, I reached out to one of my best friends from graduate school. Um, his name is Latif Nasser, and he is a, um, a host at the podcast Radio Lab, which is just a massive show. And, um, and I asked him what it was like and whether it was a bad idea. And, and he encouraged me, much like you said, you know, he encouraged me to do it and said it was going to be a lot of work, but it's a story that was worth telling. So I thought that maybe we could tell the story. We could bring people in. So they <laughs> stopped asking me all the time what was happening. And then, yeah, and now if they ask you, they give you, all you have to do is just share the link. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when this is over, hopefully sooner than later, you know, this will serve as sort of a time capsule of what happened in this moment, hopefully in in a story form. And so I love this this particular interview, this particular podcast, I think is really interesting because we've been so focused on the locale, this school, this community, this one community in Santa Fe. But in this moment, we have this chance to really look so far beyond our communities and to create a different type of community. And so you're a part of our school community now, whether <laughs> whether you like it or not, all the way all the way across the world. So that's 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 been it, and it's been an intense exploration. You know, I think in an in an opportunity for creativity. I think you and I were talking last week. We we're just checking in and just having ideas to see what was possible. And and this idea came up. It's like, well, why don't why don't I just interview Tadaseka for this for this podcast because it can show how truly connected we all are and how how special this moment can be amid all this other stuff. I have a question back for you though. Last question, I promise. Well, I'm not sure. going to It's fine, man. Fire away. Sorry. Okay. So, you know, you've just graduated from college. Our students are in grades pre-K through eight. So, um, so we have kids who are sometimes 14 years old. So not too far away. Obviously there's a big difference between 14 and 23, but you're much closer in age to our students than I am. Um, so advice from you might be a little bit more poignant, but I'm wondering, you know, as you find yourself in this moment, you've described it really well. Um, if you, what advice do you have for our students and how they might, you know, find some light, find some creativity, find some inspiration, you know, during this moment? Okay. So, okay. Advice for 14 year olds. Well, I, I mean, if you give any advice to 14-year-olds, even if you're a 15-year-old, they're gonna tell you what the what the hell does this guy know? But anyway, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow that for a second because I don't think that those kids are going to be listening to this. It's probably their parents or their uh, other people around them because they'll be too busy on Snapchat. I mean, the first thing I'll tell them is lay off the Snapchat thing. You know, I mean, it's it's horrible. I don't know who invented this, but uh, it's it seems fun. It's not. It's kind of like uh, going to Africa without any uh, lotion. You know, you're going to get bit by mosquitoes and before you know it, you're going to get malaria. Anyway, bad example. But uh, the most important thing I would like to tell them is be the best version of yourself that you can be. If you're a 14-year-old student, be the best student you can be. But what you're doing is, if you are becoming the best version of yourself, other people around you don't need to worry about you. Like, for example, uh, 
Chris, uh, are you married? Um, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, so if you become the best husband that you can be, and the best teacher you can be, then people around you don't need to worry about you. If you become the best son you can be, your parents don't need to worry about you. I mean, let's say you're some forty-five-year-old uh, guy who is just still living with their parents, doing drugs and stuff, and hangs out with the kids around this block. Your parents are going to be worried about you. So. This is my simplest advice. If you are a student, 14 years old, be the best student you can be. Score as, as much marks as you can in school. Play as much sports as you can. And just be the best you can be. It it does not seem like much, but trust me, your, your parents don't need to be worried about you so they can go ahead and be the best version of themselves. So it just increases. It just pays it forward. So that's my simplest advice. Just go ahead and be the best you can be. I love it. I love it. I think that's great advice for a 14-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 45-year-old, and anybody else. I, I, I think it's really powerful. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, meet uh, newer people and more creative people like yourself uh, from the Santa Fe community and uh, talk to them. Maybe I can bring some of my local problems to you and maybe you have the solutions to that. Who knows? I, I do. I have all the solutions for them. So just let me know. I'll give them all to you. No problem. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you again for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Take Thank care. Thank you, Chris. Great. Yeah. You too, man. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.